We back with a brand new episode of 1K Conversations. I'm joined by a lovely guest, Dahlia, otherwise known as DJ Rosego. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Trying to stay, you know, COVID free. It's dangerous out here. How are you been doing with that? I've been trying. Has it been working? I've been trying. Um, <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. You know, oh I've been trying, goodness. but like, I've been wearing my mask and shit. I try, but for the most part, it's just, it's kind of weird because you see... You see now there's two groups. It's like you got the anti-vaxxers, you got the vaxxers, you mm-hmm. got no mask, you got the mask. It's like, I don't know, where, like, where do we go from here? So it's, it's, it's a weird time, we're, you know, you know? I feel you. 100%. So h- how have you been, like, adapting to this, to this time? Um, to be honest, all I've been able to do is just stay positive and just remind myself that this can't last forever and it won't last forever, hopefully, at least. And yeah, just staying busy. It's been a little bit difficult because obviously being a DJ and being in the event space and traveling was like the first part of my job and the most important part of my my job. Not being able to do that has been hard, but I've found ways during all this too. When's the last time you've been on a flight? Well, (laughs) about a month ago. (laughs) It was actually... Do you have masks or or hand sanitizer? (laughs) Is there someone? <laughs> no, nah, I'm dead ass serious. Yeah, no, nah, I'm playing. But yeah, it was about a month ago. <laughs> where was it? I went to LA. I said LA. I, yeah, shit, I heard like the states right now is just completely open. Like I had a friend go to Miami. He's like, yes. Yeah, okay, open. no, there's different. Like there's different. Miami is open. Open. <laughs> Atlanta is very open. When yeah. I was in LA, they had just opened outdoor dining. I think on Monday they're opening like everything. Before no, me? sorry, not everything. I think they just opened movie theaters like today. Really? They're they're opening some more stuff on Monday. Yeah, yeah that's big. That's big. Um, right now, like I'm at, I'm at a point where it's like like I'm hearing talk about phase three. I'm like, bro, that that could be your phase. That's not mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, dead ass. So that's your king. That's, you can deal with that. You can take care of that. But I feel like a lot of us are getting to a point where it's just like, yo, fuck it. Like I'm, fuck these rules. I need to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, have yeah. you reached that point? Are you getting to it? Like, where where are you with that? I feel like we still obviously have to be super cautious and i'm not going to encourage anyone to go out and go do anything crazy of course but you gotta do what you gotta do you know like work has to be done money has to be made just do it safely Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's all i can say on that what you do is up to you i didn't encourage you to do it listen yeah we we all have like like i think people have been affected by this differently you know what i'm saying businesses have closed um a lot of people are suffering but you were just talking about how it impacted you you know you're a person that travels a lot you're in, you're in the industry and in the entertainment scene a lot so like seeing all that shut down that must have affected you a lot yeah well yeah of course it affected a lot of people that are in the same space as me for sure but i think the good thing in all of it was that for people that are in kind of the same space as me or even people that are way beyond me and more progressed than me they were able to take a break. And I think that that's something that I was Mm -hmm. able to really embrace and like cherish because I didn't realize how much time I didn't spend at home. I didn't realize how much time I wasn't spending with my family. I didn't realize how much of a break I actually needed. Like I needed to just sit and chill, you know? So 
that definitely was a positive. Still is a positive because obviously we're still here yeah. in it. Phase whatever the hell at it's this still, point. I'm not even, I lost track. <laughs> it's still phase it one to me to be like, I, I'm not keeping track of like lockdown, we're open. Lockdown, we're open. Like, I don't even know what number we're at. The only, phase, the only reason why I, I disagree is because the gas prices are crazy right now. Well, I've barely been you going anywhere, so I really okay, don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time I checked, gas prices were like 94 cents. Oh, where, where the hell are you, Grimsby? No, I mean, like, I literally, yeah. I barely go anywhere. Like, yeah. I haven't been going anywhere, so I don't... The other day, I did see that gas prices were high, but yes, yeah. it's not phasing me because yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm here, obviously. Here, here, like, here, here, yeah. Here. But you, you know, know what I mean. It is what it is. But, um, but yeah, so in terms of just pivoting, because, you know, a lot of times with, with COVID, it forced a lot of us to, like, if you're going this route, okay, now you, know, you got to go here or there. It's like you can't really try to force something that isn't meant to happen you know what i'm saying so in terms of that how have you embraced it because you know like you just said you took a break but you're also pivoting you know mm -hmm. take a different direction how have you chose to like i guess choose, choose a different direction um i think i just pretty much in everything that i do even with djing and things like that i've always tried to find gaps where i feel needed to be filled and like see yeah. where people weren't doing things that i could do so at the beginning of covid i wrote a book and that's something that I'd wanted to do for a really long time. I've seen that. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, thank you. So, um, yeah, I wrote a book. Hold on, let me just pause you right there. What was the process behind that? Like, what, what got you into it and just started that? Was there an influence? Like, was that something just that like, you always wanted to do? Like, what, what went behind that? You know those things that you tell yourself that you'd love to do, but you're like, 100%. I would never do it? 100%, yeah. Like, I would never. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I was like... I would never, ever write a book. Like, would it be cool? Yeah, but yeah. there's no way I'm sitting in front of a computer and typing out my thoughts because I dropped out of school <laughs> for a reason because yeah, I don't yeah. like essays. I don't like writing. Listen, that makes um, but yeah, literally I just said like, I think that I just had to take the difficult part out of it because yeah. to me, I was trying to think about, I have to write all these chapters and it has to be 300 Air pages, pages. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah, of yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I took that out and I'm like, I can make this like a workbook. It's I can just fun. talk about my experiences yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, I literally wrote it on Microsoft Word. I formatted it myself. Mm. I made the cover myself. It was shot by Coops, who shoots all my stuff. He literally shot the cover of my album. Sorry, not my album. He shot the cover of my book in my living room. Shout out Coops, man. I've yeah. seen, seen his work. It's tough. It's tough. He shoots for Beyonce, guys. And, <sighs> yeah, if he hears that's, this, that's he's going to kill me. That's all it used to be said. You didn't want that, he doesn't want that to be said? No. He'd be like, no, I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome but um among among a lot of your your endeavors because i think we're, we're in a time now that like if you try different things and fail at them people are quick to to scrutinize that they're quick they're quick to point fingers meanwhile these are the same people that haven't done anything mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so what what's your philosophy with that because you're you're more than just a dj yeah you know what i'm saying you're, you're more than just someone that spins records and makes playlists like what what was your philosophy behind like actually exploring different avenues not just being restricted to a box how do you feel about that that's a good question to be honest like is i don't really think it's anything i thought about i think i started branching off when i was djing a lot of parties and the prom the promoters were selling less tickets than me and the club owners were like okay DJ Rose Gold is going to come DJ at this party and we know she's bringing like 30, yeah, 50, yeah. 80 people along yeah. with her. So then when I started realizing that I was bringing all these clubs, all this business and bringing them all this, these people, I was like, I should start throwing my own parties. 
So I started throwing my own parties in 2018. 2018, 2017, I think was my, I want to say 2017 at the end of 2017. No, 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 2018. Not that it matters. Um, 2018, at the end of 2018, I started throwing my own parties. And from then I started throwing these mixers. And the mixers were basically a way for me to be, to bring people from Toronto together to be able to network and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because I was going to the States a lot to network and go to Mm -hmm. conferences. And then I realized that a lot of people in Toronto didn't have that opportunity to be able to do the same thing. So I decided to bring it to Toronto. Um, It was called Rosé the Mixer. And that's when I realized, I was like, hey, I can throw events. So now this is something else that I can add to my resume of things that I do. Then as I was traveling, I'd be connecting with these artists and connecting with their managers and things like that. And they would always tell me like, hey, we come to Toronto all the time Mm -hmm. or we come on a tour stop and we just come in and we're out. Like we don't do anything. And I was like, there's no way that you come to Toronto and not do anything fun or do anything cool. You know, like come here, eat McDonald's, stay in your hotel room and go home. Yeah. So I started becoming an artist liaison. So that's something that I would do is like when celebrities would come to the city, I would arrange their hospitality. I'd get them cars. I'd get them club bookings and just make sure that they had a good time when they Mm -hmm. came here. So hospitality. Exactly. Mm. Um, so yeah, it wasn't really something I thought of, like I need to branch off and do all these different things. They were kind of just things that I just started doing naturally, I guess. So it's kind of like a building block. Exactly. But that kind of led to that, led to that. Exactly. That's, that's interesting. You know, I mean, like, like I was just saying before, we're in a time now where criticism and, and people are very quick to point fingers at thing. And it doesn't make any sense because like we have so much, I'm a big believer in, not only doing one thing like mm-hmm. your whole life it doesn't make sense like yeah. if, I'm, if someone's an athlete why are you gonna be an athlete your whole life it doesn't make sense like we have to be so much more than that and that's something that like i wholeheartedly embrace so it's 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 kind of see it's kind of nice to see other people doing that so yeah, for sure thank you nice. yeah no 100 um i want to talk about your, your djing experience because that's something that i see a lot of people getting into now um but it can't always be glam and glitter like there's a lot of work that goes into it right mm-hmm. Talk about talk about that process. Like, what have you? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Nah, because I, I know it's gonna be a lot, a lot, a lot on this. But like, what's the? If you had to sum up like two or three things, what's the hardest thing behind that? The hardest thing. Yeah. I would say it was really just making people believe that you're actually good and like make them want to book you. Yeah, yeah. Because you can be a DJ all you want. You can put out all these mixes, but it's like. That doesn't mean that people are going to book you for anything. So I think that proving your worth and understanding that DJing is also a business. You have to carry yourself like a business person. You have to operate like a business person. The things that you're posting on social media, things like that, you do have to be very, not cautious about, but you do have to be mindful because those are things that can potentially make people not want to work with you. Mm -hmm. So I think that I wouldn't necessarily say it's hard, but something that you have to be mindful of. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of glad you brought that up because we're in a time now where social media is rampant. You know, what I'm saying people people will bring up tweets from 2010 about yeah. something. Is crazy. go delete your tweets because what I had to do recently. You did that? Not that I yeah I had you to. Got some juice. There wasn't anything crazy, <laughs> but you never know what people these days like. Yeah. People are yeah. really like sometimes it makes sense. Yes. However, there's some does, things does that people it, does it though? Sometimes. From 2010? People, sometimes. People can grow though. People can grow. Yeah. But that's a I don't 
I think it depends. Okay. I think it I think it really depends. Like if you said something in 2010, 2012, whatever, we're now in what, 2021. But it's like you haven't even Hold yes, on. it's twenty twenty one. God damn. See, and you guys were laughing at me for not knowing if it was the eighteenth and nineteenth, so nah, I don't even want to hear different. it. I can't it feels weird saying twenty twenty one still. I know I it know does. That's just me, but it yeah. does. Yeah. But yeah, if 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 there's something that you said all the way back then and it's like your behavior since then has still been kind of synonymous with what you were saying yeah. back then, mm-hmm. then fine. Yeah. But cancel culture also isn't a thing I found. It's f- Come on, it doesn't exist. Doesn't. I don't know why people bring it up. It doesn't exist because they're bored. They don't have anything well. else to talk about. That's who as well. For, yeah. For me, it's like, okay, this is the thing with cancel culture. This is why it doesn't make any sense. It's because it's a bunch of people saying, okay, let's cancel this guy or let's cancel that girl, but it, they're not realizing that it's only their bubble. You might be canceled in Toronto, but are you canceled in LA? Right. Are you canceled in Miami? Yeah. Canceled in New York? Because so a lot like, of time the news doesn't even spread all the way it there. Doesn't. It's yeah. just Twitter, and it's just I. It's it's yo. Twitter's a whole nother. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to go there, bro. It's dangerous. Twitter is the best. Oh, I love. Like it. I would pay to use that app. I'm gonna. I would pay. That, I'm gonna edit that part. I don't, would. Don't give you me would pay. Ideas, man. You wouldn't pay to use Twitter. Where would you, you get pay? your jokes from? Exactly. You have no originality. What are you talking? Where are you getting jokes from? Where am I going to get jokes you have from? Originality. I can tell she has originality. What do you mean? Come on. There's plenty of. That. I would Come pay on. to use if they if I logged onto Twitter right now yeah. and it was <laughs> in order to continue using this app at seven ninety nine a month. I'd be like, you U S dollars, Shit. pounds, Shit. euros. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's facts. That's facts. No, I I feel like I've learned a lot. This is going to sound really bad. Oh, I'm scared. But I've learned a lot more on Twitter than I did from some university courses. What? I just told you I dropped out. <laughs> Look at me. It's <laughs> so sad to say because it's there's, true. Time, there's times where I'm, in, I'm studying shit. Well, actually, okay, right now, for example, everything's online, right? Mm-hmm. I call it Zoom University. I'm studying, whatever, da 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 But it's like, I'm not learning anything. Like, I can't, like... I'm one of those guys where if I look at something and I'm I'm doing it online, I got to be able to like physically touch it. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. I agree. Yeah. Twitter definitely. I think I think the thing with Twitter though is there's so many different people from so many different walks of life. You know, somebody the other day. I don't know if you guys saw this. Somebody the other day. This was from TikTok, but it ended up on Twitter. They said that when you see like percentage of precipitation on the weather network. Oh no! no, no. Did you that, see yeah, that? that. Was crazy. Did you it's see crazy. that? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Percentage of precipitation on the weather network is how much of a percentage will there be that it's going to rain in that exact spot that you're in, in or something? Or, Wait, no, no, hold on, or the no, percentage. No, 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 okay, no, no, if it's 100% no, no, no. in Toronto, yeah, yeah. We, it might hit you. Yeah, yeah. Right, we, okay, yeah. A bubble, 30% of that bubble will get covered. Will get covered, but yeah. But technically, isn't that the same thing? Because you no. there's still a 30% chance you're going to get hit, no? No, but, but it's not specifying the area. It's just saying in Toronto, there's a 30% chance. So to me, that means there's a 30% chance, like likelihood that it's yeah. going to rain. Like it might not rain, period. It, it in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I thought it meant. I, that's, that's, I feel like that's what everyone thought it meant, to be honest. But that's, yeah, like I said, I, I learned more from Twitter than Twitter I University. Courses. I don't know. I'm in my last year, I'm trying to get this shit over with. You <laughs> feel me? But yeah, um, there's it's a lot going on right now. We're in some some strange times, really strange times. But, you know, it's, a lot of growth has happened too. I was just talking to one of my friends who just started their own business. They said because of COVID, they had a lot more time to do X, Y, and Z. And so for you, how have you kind of um, built off that? Like right now, like I say, we have a lot more time to do different uh, pursuits and stuff like that. So what have you chosen to do with that? So let me think. 
So first was the book. That was like a venture of mine. Then I did The Hungry Gal, which we were talking about Listen, before. Hold on, let me stop you right there. Let me just stop you right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was an advocate of Hungry Gal. Mm-hmm. I was an avid supporter of Hungry Gal. Mm-hmm. And then, I ordered the pasta. And then? It was crack. <laughs> and then? <laughs> <laughs> you, you tell me. <laughs> Hungry Gal is no more, guys. Can we, uh, so for the supporters of Hungry Gal, can you give them any hints, any expectations of some come back? Or is it, is yeah, I sell the sauce. Literally, if you liked the wings, I sell the wing sauce. <laughs> you can literally make wings and throw the wing sauce on it. I promise it tastes like I made Same it. Okay, the pasta okay. I only offered rigatoni noodles. You can go boil fettuccine. You can boil spaghetti and put the sauce on it. It's the same. And the macaroni. Those are like the top three items. Oh, I didn't have the macaroni still. I slipped. So you can buy the macaroni. Oh, you can but, buy the cheese sauce. But is it the same though? It is. I promise you it's okay, the same. Okay. I use the exact okay. same recipe. It even tastes, I would say, probably even tastes better because I have more it? time and I'm not pressured and rushing. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, yeah, but it's the exact I, same recipe. For any of you, you know, I have the supporters of Hungry Gal. You heard it here first. Yeah. That's interesting. So another thing I wanted to bring up, speaking of universities, I'm in Zoom University. I hate it. <laughs> but, you know, it looks like you're the head of one yourself. The dean. You're the dean. The dean. What's the admission rate? Like, what's, 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 how do, how does someone like me get in? I mean. How does anyone get in, for instance? I mean, I'm so, kidding. It's a, tough, it's a tough curriculum? I'm kidding. That's crazy. No, like, so Rose Gold University was a concept that I came up with in 2017. Um, the, I, the actual name for Rose Gold University came up because I was trying to figure out different merch that I can make for myself as a DJ. And I was just, I either just dropped out of school or I was about to drop out of school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this would be funny if I made, like, a school shirt that said like Rose Gold University yeah, because yeah. I'm now dropping out. So I used to go to York. So I like copied my York University sweater and made a Rose Gold University sweater. My mom still has, my mom actually has the only one that was ever made. So yeah, that's how the, that's how the name came about. But Rose Gold University is going to be a series of projects. I'm planning different things with youth and with different like teachable items and education, like an education aspect and things like that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks. So a lot of, a lot of give back, a lot of community work. Yeah. So yeah. the majority of it will be on the music side because, um, if you do know, I don't know if you know, but I put out an EP in January. Oh, I, I see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see that. It's dope. Did you listen to it? You said you seen it. I saw it, mm. man. I saw it. Listen, mm. you, that's crazy. Mm. That is crazy. So you see it. You man, see how people work? <laughs> people... <laughs> You see how this you see how this works. You listen, follow me on Instagram. Busy. I got busy, man. How what are you too busy to listen to music? Exactly. That's a good point. That's a valid okay. point. But listen, not everyone not everyone not everything revolves around music, no? Everything revolves around music. How? Everything re- you're sad, you listen to music. You're happy, you listen to music. You're on your way to a party, listen to me. What do you do when you're in the car? Tell me. I listen to a couple podcasts. All right. Okay. Am I the bad guy here? You guys all this is a podcast. I know you, you might as well just unfollow me at, at this point. You're not going to engage in my content. I will, I will, I will get engaged. You're in the not content. assisting in, the, in the percentage of my analytics a, at the I'm end a, of the week. I'm an avid supporter of Hungry Gal. <laughs> avid supporter of the mixers. 
And now I'm getting slapped because I just didn't listen to the EP. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. I don't know. Yeah, because if you're going to support, you have to support all the way through. But what does support? Support doesn't always look like listening. There's different ways of supporting, right? You're right. So which way? Which way do you like to support? Tell me. Uh, I'll get back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Nah, but um, but you know that's that's interesting. That's awesome. Like for when I first saw um, DJ Rose Gold University or Rose Gold University, I I was like, what? What is this? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you opening your own institution are you actually going to teach courses or is it something that i mean is it something that actually is gonna is or is it more music related or entertainment center so to to see something like that done i've never seen it before and like you're saying i think what you're doing right now is all about going into lanes that haven't been covered Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying like you're saying with the mixer like in toronto it's not you know not 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 a lot of events like that like rose gold university is not a lot of events like that so would you say that's your formula yeah, that's absolutely my formula. My formula is finding what people are not doing and doing it. Mm. Because anybody that's successful is doing something different than somebody else. Like you could open a burger shop and there's 50 other burger shops that are in the same plaza as you, but you will still have a lineup outside of your door if you're doing something different than what everybody else is doing. That's facts. So there's thousands and thousands of DJs out there, but I decided to fix... So the Rose Gold University albums... Basically, I'm taking the DJ Khaled approach. So there's a few women who have done something similar to this um, where they're producers and DJs and they're making these albums like DJ Khaled style, Calvin Harris style. And yeah, that's basically what I'm doing is I realize that there's not there's there isn't a woman who's on the scale of DJ Khaled. There isn't a female DJ who's able to sell out stadiums or get you know, chart topping singles mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. back to back to back. Yeah. So I identified that that's something that nobody's doing or that kind of, I guess no woman has been able to kind of reach those accolades yet. Although there are yeah, like, yeah. like I said, lots yeah. of women who are doing something similar to that, but yeah, that's pretty much like the gap that I realized needed to be filled. That's interesting. I want to, I want to piggyback off of that because a lot of women in entertainment um, is important. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very fond supporter of that. And, you know, you being one of them is outstanding. You, you know what I'm saying? That's I think that this, that's that's something that the the industry needs is more women in it because I, I've talked to my friend, my, my co-host Alex. I talked to him about this as well. Business and, and entertainment. If you want to run it correctly, you got to have some women on your team, either at the head For positions sure. or beside you. But that's something that I don't see enough of, especially here in Toronto too, right? So, with you, is that something that you know you're trying to advocate for more? Or are you trying to help other women more like how what was your what's your stance on that so the next project i'm coming out with without saying too much is yeah, really going to answer that question um can but I, just can't get any hints no but just on the back end <laughs> that was a tough system damn tough system. no like i i'm huge on women supporting women there's a lot of things that i also do behind the scenes like whether it be i get a lot of dms from young girls or women who are kind of starting in the music industry that want to be DJs and they send me their mixes and I'll listen to them and give them feedback, all that fun stuff because I had support when I was starting, but I wish I had more support to be honest with you when it came to, like I wish that there was more women that I was able to look up to. Yeah, because there's no, there wasn't a lot of representation, right? Yeah, like yeah, obviously yeah. there's a lot of female rappers and yeah. musicians and things like that, but when it comes to DJing, so DJ Killa Kells is a DJ from Toronto and she was one of the first or one of the only women DJs that I reached out to. Mm-hmm. And she literally sent me like paragraphs on 
kind of like tips that she had for a mix that I sent her. Mm. So just little things like that and me knowing that I'm able to give back. I think that women need to continue to work together. But even in another interview that I that I was um, that I did a couple weeks ago, I was like, I don't want to be forced to work with women just because I'm a woman. Yeah, it's not it's not a quota thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If there's guys that can fill the position better than a woman, I think you should take the guy, in my opinion. But like I'm saying, we, we, you still need that that representation in the room. You still need those yeah. that, those women in the room because I don't know what it is, but something about guys and them all together, just the product isn't, it's not a good product. It's not the same. It's definitely it not. If, and if you look on anybody's, anybody's team, like any of your favorite artists, I can guarantee you that there's women on their team yeah. for sure. Um but I will definitely try to recruit a woman before recruiting a man, regardless. Regardless. Are men still ain't shit? Men ain't shit. But when it comes to business, you guys can be shit when it comes Whoa, to business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a good I'm way. I'm not sit here and get... No, I'm not allowing slander. What? Are you... You're the one that brought it up, first of all. No, I, I was just... I was going off of what you I said. I just had to ask because, you know, we are talking about Twitter earlier. I see that... Every, like if I score once, I'm seeing many shit. I'm probably seeing it... Because like they aren't. Oh, come on. Please. Next, what? Next question. Please. <laughs> that's crazy. So... <laughs> that's crazy. But... So what's next for, for DJ Rosco? Um, so far we're in a pandemic so you know i'm not ex i think a lot of people aren't expecting much from anyone but like what's what do you, so how do you see yourself that's very true i think yeah. that's a good thing about this time is like there's a pressure to that people are like i feel like people should be doing more and mm -hmm. blah 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 but at the same time it's like we're in a whole ponda replay so yeah. <laughs> we're in a pantene pro v <laughs> We're in a Pantene Pro V. <laughs> Pantene Pro V, don't fucking kill me, holy! Fuck. But yeah, no, that's facts. That's facts. Like the, the, the bar, the bar is low, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing, right? Like you're saying, you you took that break and you started something amazing. So, like a lot of times we're in like this is I talked about this before. Like we're in this rat race. Like it's like mm -hmm. go go go. You got to go to A. You got to go to B. You got to go to C. And that's that's kind of how you know, our society is based off of, like, your worth. Like, how much can you fulfill? How much can you succeed? How much can you, you know, finish? And it's, mm -hmm. like, not enough people understand the value of taking breaks. Because sometimes, as a creator, like, you know, Jason, you as well, too, there's times where, like, you might get, you know, just completely on E. Your gas tank's on E, so where do you go from there? Like, you can't really continue that. We're not robots, right? I think so. the thing is, a lot of us didn't realize that we were on E. <sighs> That was, that was, for me, I didn't realize how much of a break I needed until yeah. I was forced to take a break because I can guarantee you yeah. if COVID didn't happen, I would not, I didn't think that it was necessary for me to take a break until I was at a point where I felt like I deserved a break. But that, see, that's the thing too. That, <laughs> this, this is just me personally, but that line where, that finish line where it's like, okay, I deserve a break. Now it's constantly moving. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. Do you feel like you're going to reach that point? Like that's, that's the tough thing, right? I think that that's where it comes, that's where it's important to start writing down your goals and manifesting mm. because if you're writing down your goals and you're telling yourself, I want to achieve this, 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 and this, and you have this list. And then at the end of the list, you're like, okay, once I achieve these things, I can take a break, then cool. Yeah. Not saying that it has to be done that way. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be done that way because everyone deserves a break no matter what, because the worst thing that you can do is burn out and then you're doing all this for nothing yeah. because then you're delivering product that. Yeah, what am I said? He, he burnt, like he goes, he's like, he's go, 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 go. 
burns out and takes like a week off watching Netflix. I'm like, ready. Yeah. You can't be doing that. You know what I mean? That's toxic. That's crazy. But it's okay. Like, but that's okay. I think, I think that's. Is the, it? Yeah. It is. To burn out for, like, to. No, I'm not saying it's okay to, to like, burn out. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Not I mean, to burn yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. It's, I think that the thing is that even, so I'm speaking from experience. Like, I didn't think that I deserved a break. Like, yeah, I'd go on vacations and things like that, but. That's, that's I would go on vacations yeah. and I was still doing work. Like I could never unplug because also something that a lot of creatives have. And I know that I have this is FOMO. I feel like if I leave my phone down for too long that I might miss out on an opportunity, yeah. Yeah. you know? So I always felt the need to be attached to my phone, attached to my emails, making sure that I'm always delivering content and doing all this stuff yeah. because I felt like if I didn't, somebody else is going to get that opportunity. That However, the important thing that I learned is Anything that is meant for you is always going to be for you. So if you missed that email mm. two hours ago, mm. if that opportunity is meant to be for you, no matter how long you waited to send that email back, It'll be there. it's still going to be there if it was meant to be for you. So that's what allowed me to kind of detach as well. It's uh, it's tough, man. Like there's times where I'm on my phone. Like I'm, I'm, I'll be the first one to say it. I'm addicted to social media. I might not be the only one here, but I'm, I'm addicted to it. And I'm it's toxic. To like, I find myself, like, this is crazy. I'll be driving. I'll be on the QEW Garden or whatever. I'll be on, I'll be driving, checking IG or whatever. Da, 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 put it down. I'm like, hey, yo, I'm, I'm not going to check my phone until I get to my destination. Oh, good luck. You know what I'm saying? Subconsciously, this is what I'm telling yeah, myself. Yeah, because you're listening to a podcast, so yes. it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need to touch your phone? You're listening to a podcast. That's what I'm saying, right? The, the gems are already, like, I don't mm. need to touch it. But anyways. Continue. <laughs> but, um, but there's times where I'm like, yo, I'm not touching my phone. But then I'll drive and I'll, like, I was, I won't even recognize it. And I don't have my phone in my hand checking shit. I'm like, what the? F That's when I knew it was a problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I couldn't even realize that I'm doing something until I'm at, like, it's, it's just fucked. So that's, social media is, uh, is an addiction in itself. It's really addicting. But I wanted to kind of bring it back a little bit because you talked about manifestation. That's something that I saw that was very important. I, I feel like a lot of people are talking about manifestation, this, you know, got to visualize your goals here. But I feel like manifestation doesn't work unless you work. Yeah. There's times where I see some shit like, yo, I'm manifesting a milli next week. I'm like, brother, are you putting in any work for that? What are you talking about? It doesn't make <laughs> any sense. So like what, what's when you say manifestation, what do you mean by that? I think what I mean by that is, and if you haven't watched, have you watched the big Sean interview on Jay Shetty's podcast? Uh, I think I heard about that though. Nah. Listen, dope. you have to listen to it. I just listened to it a couple of days ago and this is how I'm literally going to answer your question. Big Sean literally said you become what you think about. Mm. So manifestation doesn't just mean writing down all these things that you want to achieve necessarily. It's more so just putting yourself in that mindset that welcomes positivity to happen. So I think that one thing that we do a lot and we don't realize is we literally speak negativity into our lives and we don't even realize it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'll be like even little things like if someone if someone brings up to me like, what are you going to do if you meet Beyonce? And I'm like, I'll faint, mm -hmm. you know, even something so small as that. It's like you're welcoming oh, that thought into yeah, your mind yeah. so i think manifestation for me what i do is i have a manifestation journal every morning i try every morning but every night definitely every night before i go to bed i just write down three things as if they've already happened so like i got this yeah. i did this i got that whatever and you speak it as if it's already happened and i think that that's 
not only are am I trying to convince myself like it's going to happen, but it's like you're already putting it out into the universe as if it already has, mm-hmm. right? So I think what's important about that is you're also training your mind to tell you that you're capable of that as well. Yeah. But that whole, you know, writing down like I'm going to get a million dollars next week or whatever. Sure, write, I'm not going to tell you to, don't, to not write that down, but I think the most yeah, important yeah. thing about manifestation as well as being realistic because the worst thing that you can do is set unrealistic expectations for yourself because then you end up kicking yourself because you're like, I set this goal and I didn't reach like, it. Damn, I didn't, yeah, fast. But you, weren't, you probably weren't going to reach it because you weren't being realistic. If mm-hmm. you're saying, I'm going to make $2,000 by next week because you know that you're a graphic designer and you can find some clients or whatever the case is. I think it's really important to be realistic with your goals and be realistic with your manifestations. I like that. I I'm, I'm, I completely agree with that. But then you have the people that are like, no, why, why be realistic? You know, a lot of our like our biggest inventions in this world were not realistic. But that's fine. But they're also timely. It all mean? comes down to time. It all comes down to timing. Like you can't. If you know that you sat in bed all week and didn't do anything. And next week you also want to sit in bed and do nothing. And then you go. Yeah. And write down in your manifestation journal that you want to make a million dollars. How? They probably retweeted it too. Of course. Yeah, you can't. They liked that. and retweeted it. Yeah, Might have shared. <laughs> Definitely shared. 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 Definitely yeah, shared. Yeah. But yeah, you have to be like I'm not saying realistic as in like don't think that you can achieve like the craziest things in the world. Like no, like you yeah. can. But just be timely with what you're manifesting. Like if you want a million dollars, maybe say you want it in five years. Yeah, I think with manifestation and just overall believing because i think that's all it comes down to is believing right like you have to be accepting of it you have Mm -hmm. to be ready for that to come and i think a lot of times that doesn't always happen yeah you know what i'm saying you might want x y and z but are you ready for it yeah are you set up for that are you ready to take on that load that it might carry you know so that's that's something i I wanted to highlight too as well but um it's that's that's interesting though that's interesting i do want to take it back to uh roseville university you know kind of building off of that you said a lot of that it has to do with community and giving back um you know you yourself starting off as a dj you were reaching out to the other djs asking for tips advice you know what should i do here what should i do there so for those that are listening to this and that might want to be a dj or get into that entertainment scene what kind of tips or advice do you have for them that are just stepping foot into that i would say definitely find some people that you look up to and study them like study what they do study what they did to get where they are Ask questions. Mm. Like, not everyone responds to DMs. Like, I know that I don't unless it's something that, you know, if if it's somebody that cares and somebody that wants to assist, I would definitely kind of, like, take that leap of faith and DM people that you look up to, maybe ask them for tips and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would say just to be patient. Like, it doesn't happen overnight for everybody. Some people it does. Don't get me wrong. Some people it does. But don't think that because you're now, you've now been trying to DJ for two years, three years, four years, whatever. May seem seem like a long time, depending on, again, what your, like, timing and, like, what your goals are, you know? Timing, like that says it again, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that would be my piece of advice is I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for people like DJ Gallus who literally helped me. It's a classic. No, he literally, like... Gallus once a week for I think like two or three months like mm. I would just go over to his house he wouldn't charge me he was just mm. doing it just out of the kindness of his heart 
and was just teaching me everything I needed to know about DJ and gave That's me all amazing. this music, taught me how to DJ, like all the fundamentals that I know about DJing came from him. That's so crazy. without that, I literally don't know where I would be right now because I would have been, I would have been in my basement at that point in time trying to figure out how to use my DJ controller. You know, it's it's crazy that you pointed that out because Toronto has this reput representation, reputation, I can't even talk about <laughs> Toronto has this reputation of being cutthroat. You know, no one's really working together. No one's supporting each other. But to hear instances like that completely goes against the grain. So it's like, is that always the case? No. <laughs> you know it doesn't make sense. I think I think that it's almost become, and everyone's experience, like I've had experiences where people have been super helpful for me. Yeah. And I've had experiences where people haven't even wanted to look my way because, and now they want to look my way. Now they see that I'm yeah, doing things, you yeah. know, there's <laughs> so wrong, many too. different, there's so many different scenarios. So I can't say that it, it doesn't happen because it does, but I feel like it's almost become a trend now to just say people in Toronto don't support people in it's, Toronto. It's, it's like almost every, become a trend to every say time, that. Every, exactly. Cause it's a cool thing to say, but every time you always bring up that, like people bring up the comparison of Atlanta. You know, mm -hmm. LA, it's like, bro, I see people supporting people here. What are you talking about? We're networking, yeah. collabing. Like, my guy Jason, the videographer, shout out Real Go Getters. I've met him, networking, collabing. You know right. what I'm saying? It's not, I think it's, it's not something that is that hard to do. I think people just have this this image like, oh, fuck, he's from Toronto. Shit, nah, I can't work with him. Nah, let me but reach out to people do. I think, I think the thing is people see everything as a competition because in Atlanta, they've seen hundreds of artists succeed. Yeah. In Toronto, we've seen... Drake, The Weeknd, Jesse Reyes, yeah. you know, like there's like a few key ones that we can point out that we feel like it has to be a competition between everyone because to us, we look at it and see like there's only been a, a select few, like a handful of people that have really mm -hmm. made it big. So if I want to make it big, I have to step on everyone else's toes yeah. in order to get to that point because there's only room yeah. for 10 of us or whatever that number is. Grab, grabbing a bucket. Grabbing exactly. A bucket yeah. But I think that. I think that we're breaking out of that. I think that people abroad and internationally are starting to see that it's not just Drake in the weekend and there's so much more talent, which is great. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it's always like, even for me, like I would be lying to you if I said people in Toronto don't support me. If I look at my Instagram analytics, if mm -hmm. I look at my SoundCloud, mm -hmm. Toronto is the number one city on the entire list. So yeah. I can never say yeah. that Toronto doesn't support. But the thing is a lot of people will support you behind closed doors. That's fine. But they won't say it. They won't tell you like, yo, your shit's dope. But it doesn't, people don't have to message you every day to tell you your it's, shit is no, dope. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But a lot of times I'm a big, I'm an avid like supporter of giving people their flowers while they're here. No, absolutely. But it's also unrealistic to think that every single person that's a fan of your music is going that to reach out well. to you. That too, no, that too as well. But you know? to me, to me, it's the behind the closed doors in secrecy like I, like that's hey, fine I because guess what support, streams equal money so keep listening behind that. the doors because no, no, i'm getting paid so but it's okay but in the, at the end of the day doesn't it help you though as well Those yeah of course that, that oh yo that mix was tough no absolute, absolutely was absolutely absolutely but i think tough. on the other side don't expect that every nice message that you send is going to be responded to either Oof. because i wish that there Oof. was a feature <laughs> I hit. wish there was a feature in Instagram where if someone messages me and I want to respond that it's like every message after that, I'm not going to get a notification that this person's messaging me. You might want to say that idea because eh? they're probably going to come and make that right now. I really hope that they do credit. because I would like to respond yeah. to like. And Wait, so you want something to respond like an automatic like no, 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 automatic no, 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 message? No, no, no. Like, okay, if, if, 
if somebody was to message me and I don't follow them, yeah, it now it it is in your message requests. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. If I then respond to your message automatically, you can message me anytime you want, and I'm going to get a notification oh, every time so you message me. Only, it has to be exclusive in a sense. Like even if I res, even if you responded to a message, it I wish it still stayed in my requests. Yeah, 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 stay over there. Yeah, you're doing too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah stay in the corner, <laughs> yeah. But like, I want like you know, I'm yeah. very grateful for the people that like you know do reach out and things like that. But it is unrealistic to be like yeah. everybody is going to reach no, out. I completely agree. I mean, even with this podcast, like I've had people reach out that I haven't talked to in you know years, and it was dope. But I'll be honest, as a creator, it's, it's nice to hear those messages. No, absolutely, it really is. But like you're saying, at the same time, it's like it's not realistic. Yeah, it's I mean, not. It's not realistic at all. So, um, but just bouncing back off of the the industry. You know, clearly, like we were just saying, Toronto's not all that. You know, it's not. A, it's not really a cutthroat, cutthroat environment. Like, what? What? Let me ask this: Where do you see our environment going forward in the future? I would like for there to be more people openly supporting people. Well, that's what we were just saying. Yeah, I facts. would. I would yeah. like. I would like that. I would yeah. like for it not to be every time that people are talking about Toronto. It's there's a negative connotation behind it. Like people from Toronto, I mean, talking about it, there's not negative, like nothing negative Listen, behind it. Toronto, okay, this is kind of off topic, but Toronto Twitter might be one of the most toxic environments <laughs> I've seen in my life. Yo, that's crazy. If you guys aren't familiar with it, don't be, because you don't. <laughs> he said, don't be. <laughs> but yeah, no, like. I don't engage. I just observe just, and uh, send it to the group chat. No, 100%. <laughs> yeah, you, I too send it to the group chat. She does that? That's crazy. You know, it, you have to have a certain level of intelligence to know not every conversation is for me. Oh, absolutely. It's not, not every, it's not everyday respond. It's not everyday, it's not everyday the, interact. The I know, ev let me tell you, I know everything that happens on the timeline. 100%. Do I ever, if you scroll through my, you will never even think that I follow anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has to do with any of that. Yeah. Because I don't speak on things that have nothing to do with me. But then you have other people that do. And that's fine. Stay it, there. It? It's fine for you. It's Whatever crazy, you think man. is fine, you there's, stay. It has nothing a, to do with me. <laughs> there's at a lot, all. There's a lot going on, man. And that's that's just social media altogether. You know, you got platforms like Twitter, Instagram. New big one now is TikTok. I don't know if you're on that. Huge. It's crazy. It's crazy. I was TikTok talking is about, huge. I was talking about it with my other guy, actually, uh, before coming here. And he's like, he has his own business, actually. He sells hats. Um, Culture in Toronto. Shout out those guys. But... He said that he put, he posted a couple of videos, went viral, and he made like a, like 30, 40 sales that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just the power of social media. And so for you, being in the creative scene, being a DJ, being a curator, you know, how has that impacted your, 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 your branding, your imaging, your business? How has that impacted you, social media altogether? That's really how I got my start was branding myself. And like, like I was saying at the beginning, you're a business. I, rec I recognize that I'm a business. Mm -hmm. And... You just have to brand yourself in the way that makes you look like you're a business. If you go to Drake's Instagram page or Cardi B or whatever, like you see quality photos, you see quality content. Like you have to produce quality in order. People are not going to pay you if they don't think that you're worth being paid for. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Like social media is everything. Like social media is my resume. The other day, I had to submit a resume for something and I was like, for an actual job. 
And I was like, I don't even have one of those. Like, any t- like <laughs> it's been a minute. Yeah, the last time I had a resume was said Buffalo Wild Wings and freaking Boston Pizza <laughs> on it. This is the last resume that I had. I was like, I don't oh, even know shit. what to put on this yeah, resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like as a as a creative or as an artist, like your Instagram is your resume. It even comes down to little things like your reels and your highlights and all of that stuff. Like yeah. watch YouTube videos on how to utilize that stuff. Like I'm still learning. Yeah. We all it's learn. really we important. All learn. There's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into it that I don't think people realize like creating content. At first, like before I was ever in that, that environment, I thought it was just something that, you know, you just snap your fingers. And it's there, you know, but I didn't really understand how much went behind it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that really opened my eyes. Content creators, videographers, photographers, you know, Making playlists, making mixers—that's that's something to me that just uh, you, you develop a, a different level of respect for that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. So that that's really interesting that you say. Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 crazy. I kind of want to flip it back just to where, you know, DJ Rose Gold started. I think some people might be interested in like how like who are your influences. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we, we start so you start a new crap, but we have that person there beside us that said, you know, do that, do that, do this. You mentioned DJ Galas. That was another, that's a big name. That's a, a staple in the, in the city. But who have you looked up to and said, no, nah, like, I kind of want to be like them or oh, I kind of want to model myself after them? Definitely DJ Khaled. That's more recent when I started getting into producing. I would say mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. Before that, like, I, I deliver now and say that upcoming DJs should find mentors and find people to look up to yeah. because I didn't have that. So to be honest, I didn't have anybody that was a DJ that I was like, I want to be like that person yeah, yeah. because I wasn't even thinking about myself on a DJ Khaled scale when I was just starting. But just influences in general, definitely my dad and my brother. So my dad, he's a reggae artist. His name's Terminal DG. And my brother is Chilla. And Chilla did a lot of stuff like Ram Riddle's first project was recorded in my basement and um, on my own by Nav was produced by my brother and recorded in my basement as well. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, those are my influences. Like influences don't always have to be people that are like on the TV and things like that, that you're looking at. Like I'm influenced by my brother and my dad. They really showed me how to kind of navigate the music industry Yeah, and how to, I guess, be confident and how to just, you know, never give up because they've both been working, obviously, for a very long time. And those would definitely be my influences. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of, a lot of creative endeavors going on right now. You're, you're one to explore a lot. Your most latest, the album, the EP, the one that I have not listened to. Yes, I get it. Okay. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. What went behind that? Inspirations? Like, what's the, what's the deal with it? So I actually started working on that album in 2018 when I first decided that I wanted to start producing. Mm. So my brother and I were traveling every city that we went to. We'd go to the studio and just bring in a bunch of different artists. And I ended up having what I thought was my album. Yeah. And that was back in 2018. And I decided that I needed to scale back and I needed to really like hone in on like a genre, like hone in on something that something just was, was true to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I so the album, all the beats were made literally in like October, November. Um, I A&R'd the entire project. So I found all the artists that are on the project and something interesting about this project that now is, I guess, public knowledge. Um, my brother who produces alongside me or he's like the beat maker and like, 
you know, like the brains really behind kind of like the, the beats and stuff like that. Um, he was undergoing his chemotherapy treatments while we were working on the entire album. Wow. Yeah. So all the, all the beats were made in between his like chemo treatments, which is crazy. And that's amazing. Holy. Yeah. Just thinking back, it's like, there's so many times that I needed, like we needed to get something done or we got vocals in and we needed to do certain things. And like, he was just out, like he just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that was, that was kind of the process of it. And that was something that happened kind of during the process of that. But the album is called Rose Gold University Homecoming because it's the first of a series of projects that are coming out. And it's just with a bunch of upcoming talent or talent that I think is next up. So there's Chilla, who's my brother, Nemesis um, from Jamaica, Angelou May, who's from the UK, Chantel, who's literally like my best friend from high school, mm-hmm. and Idman. Idman, if you guys haven't heard about Idman, you heard it here first. That's all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, shit, exclusive. You're That's all I got to say. You heard it first, man. Shit. So. You, you literally heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So is that something like, like you said, it started years prior, but like, was there, was there a certain influence behind it? Was there a certain, like, was that, was that something that you always wanted to do? Cause like I said, you started DJing, but is that something that was like at the angle? Like, no, nah, I want to, I want to release an EP. No, end. like honestly, I don't have a, before, like now I have a lot of goals that I'm working towards, but before it was just like, I just want to be a DJ and I yeah. think that this is fun and I know I'm really good at it and I brand myself. But one day I don't, I don't even know what it came from, but I was like, there is no female DJ who is as big as DJ Khaled. And I feel like I could be the person to do that. Yeah, no, I can't think of any of you. Yeah, like That's sad, really. there's DJ Charisma. She's a really, really big deal in the States. She's super fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a lot others that, you know, are doing amazing things. But yeah. nobody that I can say sells out stadiums or is like on their own tour and things like that as a DJ, as a woman. Yeah. That's a DJ, I should yeah. say. Needs, like I was saying, this all comes back to just building that support system, that network, that mentorship program or whatever you want to call it of, of women helping women. But mm-hmm. Women helping women get into those scenes. Like yeah. I'm saying, you're in a position now that you can do that. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too. Like the fact that I'm identifying it, it's not like I want to be the one and only. Yeah, no, no. It's you not, know, it's not about that, I no. want to show young girls and women that everyone can kind of, you know, do mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. I don't care if somebody does it before me. I don't care if somebody, you know, advances further. Than, that's fine. Yeah. You know, because there's space for, oh, look how many rappers there are. And there's space for everyone. Look how many, look how many rappers there are. Look how many, you know. Not everyone realizes that, though. You yeah. Know? It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. But no, that's that's interesting. And I think that's something that should be done. Mm-hmm. Like just building that network, that system of like, oh, you need that done? Okay, I got someone for you. Or, exactly. You know, in that space, okay, let me make this call. You know what I'm for saying? For sure. So, but that that's really that's really all it comes down to is giving back giving mm-hmm. back mentorship. So I'm kinda I'm kinda glad that you brought that you brought that up. Like, that you, you know, something that you're actively trying to pursue right now. So it's good. Thank you. Um on that note, last words. No, because you already told the people that you didn't listen to the EP, so that's good. That's crazy. That is <laughs> anyways, um on that note, you guys can like, follow, subscribe. We got a lot more content coming soon. Dahlia, DJ Rosegold, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me. No problem, we're here, we're here. Um, so guys, yeah, stay tuned, we're here. <laughs>